The Witchuation Room is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Hello there, and welcome to the Witchuation Room. We're reading Andrei Sapkowski's Witcher series. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're reading Sword of Destiny. The fifth story in the book, Sword of Destiny. (laughs) (laughs) That's not confusing, right? Yeah. Previously, our titular witcher got mixed up in a whole bunch of relationship nonsense. A lord was trying to hook it up with a merlady, and a poetess had the hots for Geralt. Fortunately, Geralt found an ancient race of fish warriors to throw his sword at in hopes of escaping the discomfort of talking about his feelings. (laughs) But Essie the poetess is persistent, so Geralt has to have the talk, which actually consists of Geralt saying... Almost nothing at all, and I assume making meaningful, glary faces, because that's kind of how he communicates. I, I think the talk is probably like, come on, Geralt, why won't you go out with me? And he'd be like, fine, it's because of your little eye. <laughs> Her stupid little eye, which was a, a critical uh, plot point of the story, that she had this weird little eye, yeah. right? But luckily, Essie is able to handle literally all of the emotional labor of the interaction, so they bang it out, part as friends, and live happily ever after. I don't think they banged. I'm pretty sure they banked. There's a lot of, you know, Dandelion saying, do it and, you know, do it together. And y'all, you know, put it it in her, which (laughs) I assume was, you know. In in Polish, do it means something completely different, right? Oh, yeah? What is it? Yeah. I think it usually means that you have a a kielbasa eating contest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think she probably did. She probably ate a lot of kielbasa that night. Anyway, when I say happily ever after, I mean Essie dies of the plague shortly after because fuck you, this is the Witcher and shit is grim dark as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sword of Destiny. Geralt is in the wild woods of Brokilon and he finds a bunch of dead people. This is an interesting follow-up to the Duke's speech about humans going everywhere because like this is this is one of those places where humans are not supposed to go. Yeah, very kind of like thematically connected, huh? Yeah, a bunch of dead people with uh, arrows in them, and he finds one, an acquaintance of his, Frexinet, still alive. Yeah, which seems to be uh, essentially a, a quest hook, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's like, hey, I need a prince. I, there's a princess who needs some help. What can I do? I've been shot with an arrow. And Geralt's like, on it. <laughs> yeah, check. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, he soon meets the killers, who are a bunch of dryads who are defending their forest. Uh, from the humans and also from progress. Yeah, you know, like the, 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 the story, right? Man versus nature, except these nature has arrows and stuff. Yeah. Uh, they almost kill him too, but he tells them he's on a diplomatic mission to Lady Ethne. They know him. Yes, they know. They, they call him Gwynblythe, the, the white wolf. Gwynblythe Vatkern, which is the white wolf witcher. Yeah. Yeah. Witcher white wolf. Yeah. Uh, and he tries talking to them in their language, but they don't seem particularly impressed. <laughs> <laughs> At least he tried. But I do think it's funny that they have their own like their own name for him, because it kind of reminded me of our friend Lan Alman oh, Mandragoran. Yeah, yeah, he's got a name every people yeah. he meets call yeah. him something. The Aiel have a name for him. Like, the the fucking Trollocs have yeah, a name yeah, for him. Yeah. Oh, that's right, they did. Yeah, the Killer Stone badass. <laughs> Sounds much cooler in the old tongue. Yeah, yeah. When you know Gwynblade Vatgern doesn't actually sound that bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is sent along his way with young Brian as a guide. I was wondering about this. So uh, he basically says like. You wouldn't leave this guy, his friend, to just like slowly die in the woods. And they're like, 
Oh yeah, good point. And they go over there. I was like, did they just kill his friend? Yeah. <laughs> I really thought I really thought that was the end of our They team. literally just murdered everybody else. Yeah, they massacred those people. Of course they kill this guy. They yeah. want to. Yeah. <laughs> oh thanks, Gerald. We didn't realize we'd left one alive. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, Geralt does not get killed, he gets a guide. Yeah, and, yeah. and Brian is a former human. Because I guess the girls sometimes go into the, the forest and become dryads. Wait, do you think it's Brian or Brienne? Uh, it's B-R-A-E-N-N-E, right? B-R-A-E-N-N. Brian. Brian. Brain. 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 Okay, then I guess it's Brian. <laughs> I don't have a good answer for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Brian. Brian is his, his guide. Is Brian, <laughs> who used to be a human, yeah, she, but is now not a human. Yeah, she takes him through the treacherous wood. Uh, Geralt makes sure to inform us that she's a very attractive young lady. Mm. Yeah, and at the end of uh, the evening, they cuddle, and I was like, is he going to bang a tree? Is this, he, is this where this is going? Well, first of all, he would. But second, <laughs> <laughs> would. <laughs> but they make it clear that that's not on the table. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. They just snuggle when they're cold. <laughs> And then after a short bit, Geralt and Brian... God, now I'm saying it out loud. It does sound like Brian. Yeah. Uh-huh, that's what I thought. <laughs> okay, Brian, sure. It's Bra-N. Bra-N. No, it's Brian. Hey, Bra. Hey, Bra. Hey, Bra-N. That's not better. <laughs> yeah. So Geralt and Brian happen upon a terrifying monster attacking a lost child. Uh, a really, really scary millipede, centipede? Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I appreciate that the names... So, they have no idea what this thing is, but Geralt has descriptive names that he uses for it. Myriapod, which means a fuckload of legs. Yeah, many yeah. feet. And Scalopendromorph, which means centipede thing. So, like, that's actually pretty, pretty illustrative for something. Yeah. Does it really? Scalopendromorph? Yeah, it means shaped like a centipede. <laughs> oh, sure, I read that and I, I thought immediately. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. You... I'm, I'm serious, like, Scalopendro, is that really centipede? Yeah, yeah. Seriously? And Morph is shape, yeah. Well, I know Morph is shape, I didn't realize yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look at you. It means shaped like a centipede. <laughs> All right. Maybe Geralt doesn't actually know about this stuff, he just, like, knows a lot of Latin. I know, well, I mean, like, like oh, that's a Scalopendromorph, you know, Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa. The, the white wolf knows many things. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, he's not very, very good at his job. Like, there's been multiple times already in just two books when he's been like, that doesn't exist. And then it totally does exist, <laughs> yeah, whatever right. it is. That's it's a good point. He, he's yeah. not, like, exactly infallible when it, when it comes to his, like, yeah. ancient knowledge of if, if beasts, he says, right? it doesn't exist, that means that thing is within 20 pages of showing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, also, uh, speaking of him not being that great at his job... I know, right? Uh, like, he goes into Witcher mode and promptly gets his ass kicked by this thing, right? Yeah, he takes, like, one swing at it, and it just grabs him and wraps him up and, and like, saves him for later. I yeah. love that he's not, like, an infallible badass. This is great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, luckily, his dryad friend is there, just, like, starts laying down arrows like she's planting for spring or something, you know? Yeah, hoses it down. Yep. Uh, kills the Skullopendromorph. Well, I mean, I guess Geralt gets the finishing blow just so he can claim the Witcher glory, right? Yeah, he gets the last hit. Yeah, Witcher's, he gets witchers for life, boy! <laughs> you know? This Brian is so creepy. She kind of is. She's very, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Emotionless? Mecha- yeah, emotionless, mechanical, I don't know. Yeah, he says, thanks for saving my life, and she just looks at him. Yeah. I wasn't saving your life. I was destroying an abomination against nature. You know, it's like yeah. what her face said. Cool, uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we didn't have sex. <laughs> but unless, JK, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but so the, the child turns out to be a noble child named Siri. 
And uh, she's the one that those men Geralt found were looking for. She's the reason they went into the Forbidden Forest of Brokilon. And she's got some attitude on her. This is a, this is a spicy kid. Yeah, she yeah. totally is. Yeah. Uh, even though she's completely helpless where she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she at first refuses the help, but she, she finally negs her into coming along with them. And you get the story is that she, she's a princess who doesn't want to marry a prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume that happens a lot, but probably most of those princesses don't end up in Dryadsville where people get murdered all the time. Yeah. And giant centipedes, uh, you know, eat whatever's rolling around. Yeah, she blames her horse. I think it's, that's, that's low. <laughs> that poor horse. Mm-hmm. That horse is dead. <laughs> yes, yeah. totally dead. Yeah. Along with all of her buddies. Yep. And so Geralt decides, because she's such a... Uh, out of place little noble kid who cannot survive in the wilderness, Geralt decides to take her with him. Mm-hmm. He does have to introduce a bit of Witcher discipline, I guess, but it seems to kind of keep things yeah, under I, control. I was surprised that Geralt keeps telling her, You gotta go back and marry that prince, right? That's just the way things work. Because Geralt, I mean, he never does what the people want. His, I, that's his whole deal. Yeah, but he's a Witcher, right? Like, he, he wants humans to go do their human things. He doesn't want, like, think about it from, Witcher's, the, from Geralt's perspective, right? If he has. You know, any interaction with this stupid princess, he's going to get wrapped up in human politics. That's a lot of bullshit, right? It's mm-hmm. way easier on him if he just, like, drops her off in, you know, Verdun and... That's true. Puts her yeah. in the night drop box for wayward princesses. <laughs> That's he, right. He, he like... <laughs> and vanishes into the night. Yeah. He tries to act a little human about it and talk to her about it, but uh, he doesn't seem to really care. He's not a... He's yeah. not a... He's not a he, he has feelings, but he's not a feelings person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So then they all bunk down together and they, they huddle for warmth in the dryad style. So Siri is already... Oh my god, this is going to be a problem. Brian? Every time I say that name, <laughs> my phone oh, activates. No. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yeah, sure. Oh, I'll figure dear. that one out. All right, anyway. So Siri seems familiar to Geralt, although he can't quite put his finger on it, and Siri's responses are not informative. And I, and I was trying to figure out, is this intentional or is she just being a jerk, you know? Um, but I think their banter is actually kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is kind of neat. I, like, I, I think that Siri is doing exactly what Geralt likes, which is just throwing shit at him. Yeah. Know, like, they'd be just being like totally mouthy. I thought yeah. her attitude was well written. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, for for Geralt, you know, like his favorite person in the world is Dandelion, who's like kind of an asshole too, right? So yeah. an asshole kid probably works. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think Geralt has all these defenses against people because mm-hmm. he, he he thinks of himself as a badass loner, but he there are some people that just don't care about his bullshit. Yeah, it, I think that that really appeals to him. Uh, Siri threatens him, says, "I'm going to have you beheaded," and he's like, "Oh no." I'm terrified. <laughs> you know what happens when you get beheaded, right? People die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. But uh, Geralt and Brian realize that it's very likely that Siri is going to be taken in and made into a dryad. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens to girls in Brokilon. It's true. Siri then demands that Geralt tell her a bedtime story. <laughs> and you know, you'd think, like, Geralt's not going to have a bedtime story. But, he, I mean, he does. I think he, I think he kind of nails this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, this is, it's just, a, it's just an interesting story. So I, I personally have had to come up with bedtime stories um, mm-hmm. on, on the fly at the moment. And I don't come up with anything as good as this. I might steal <laughs> this, actually. This yeah. Is... I actually, I, I, I'm passable at coming up with impromptu bedtime stories. But they, they kind of, like, wander on, which I figure is a good thing for a bedtime story. You know? Mm-hmm. They don't really have an end. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to, they're supposed to just fall asleep. Like, yeah. Like one time, a guy chopped down a tree, and he chopped once, twice, 
three times and you just keep going. <laughs> hey, that, that's great, right? You never got past the tree. Yeah. Siri also says that she can't go back to the wedding and she can't actually escape because she's destined. She mm-hmm. has a destiny. Interesting. But Geralt doesn't care about destiny. He, he has this specific thing where he's like, thinks destiny is dumb, yeah. right? This is starting to sound familiar. Yeah, this it kid, is. You know? mm. It is. And her and her, her home life. Geralt tells the story of a fox and a cat. Uh, and the, the fox tells the cat that uh, the fox, that cat will never survive because it doesn't have all the tricks that the fox has. But then the hunters show up. Uh, this cat immediately runs up a tree and the hunters can't get the cat and they, they catch the fox because it doesn't know what to do. I am not sure options. what the message is here. <laughs> what is the moral of this story? Uh, they, they ask, like, aren't sto- what's the moral of the story? And girl's like, I don't know, the fox died. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, right. But I think there's got to be a message here, right? Yeah, he, girl's like, moral, what's that? <laughs> but Siri does take a message from this, which will pay out later, which yeah. I think is pretty funny. Right. And uh, Brian likes the story too. She's, 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 kind of a, she's kind of a child soldier, right? Well, she doesn't know anything about her childhood. Well, she's, yeah. Maybe she's young. And she's she been brainwashed and yeah. is now a murder uh, machine. They finally reach, basically, Brokolon proper. And they pass through the trees. Oh, a very important note here. Geralt teaches Syria how to do a snot rocket. He does. He's really good with kids. Yeah, no one would ever teach her that as a princess. She would go into her married life without ever knowing how to do that. And she's like, I can't wait to show the people in the court how to do this <laughs> awesome trick I learned. <laughs> it's going to be the new fashion equipment. Uh-huh. So the trees are beautiful, beautiful big trees. Uh, Geralt has to be blindfolded. Yeah, how about that? To lead the, lead the way in, to find the way. Yep. And then they finally arrive at the Great Oak at the center of Brokolon, and it is properly awe-inspiring. It's a really big tree, guys. It, it's, it's full of magic. It's yeah. funny, like when by the time he gets here, they're, they're, all, they're still talking their language. I feel like I can sort of understand it a little bit. Like, like, did you get that oh, sense yeah. that you could actually understand their language? feeling that this was like Gaelic or Old English or something like that? Like the words aren't, you know, direct translations or, or anything like, or, or direct transitions, but yeah. you can kind of, there's not like cognates. They but. use the same words a bunch of times, so you start to recognize them like, like Vatgir and, and, uh, and the whatever Vort was. Vort was sword or something like that, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, so like basically I, I got the sense that like they show up, there's a triad who's kind of like eyeing Geralt in a like a thoughtful way. Mm-hmm. And then she finds out she's a he's a witcher. And she's like, Ugh, never mind. You know, <laughs> that's like the exchange. I was like, oh, I kind of got that. You know, yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Uh, this big tree is where the dryads live. They live in cottages grown on the tree, like up and down its trunk. Yeah, it's really really cool. I would like to live in a place like this as long as it had you know, dryad air conditioning. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or or you lived in a climate where you didn't need dryad air conditioning. That's hard to imagine. I know. And they are also led to Geralt's friend, Frexeneth. Yeah. He's alive. For some reason. I uh, thought that guy was dead. I super no. thought that guy was dead. I was like, that guy. Like, you just you just condemned your friend to death and just walked away. Which I, <laughs> anyway, I, I don't think Geralt would necessarily not do, right? But, yeah, yeah. but whatever. Uh, he's alive. And um, mm-hmm. apparently he has a backstory uh, that's the story of the Swan Prince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. It's really neat. But he was actually a cormorant, and like, he's kind of like, and Carol's like, yeah, yeah, they made you like a swan. And he's like, why? Well, I don't know. <laughs> like swans, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so he calls it the bird curse that Geralt helped him out with. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cute. Yeah. And he was here looking for Siri because he works for Siri's mom, so he's trying to get her back. Mom or grandma? Her grandma, mm-hmm. that's right, her grandma. Yeah. yeah. Calanthea Centra. 
Yeah. <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I recognize that name. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's all coming together. Mm-hmm. And then the queen Aethne shows up. Uh, Siri is taken away to be a dryad. And Carol's friend is. <clears throat> yeah. Gonna be. Uh, they kept him alive know. for a reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like. This guy's really tough. You know, we shot him a couple times. He's still alive. He's probably great breeding material. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Ready to stud. Yep. Like, you have any kids? And he's like, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm not married. It's like, that's not what I asked. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fertile? <laughs> Can you make babies? Because we want to use you to make babies. Yeah. She looks at Geralt like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to have Geralt gives him a little rundown later on. He's a really good witcher. You know, he knows all the information. He's yeah. like, okay. Don't take this the wrong way. They are going to use you for your seed to make babies. Don't like. And he's like, hey, he's like, no, no, no it's no, not going to be yeah, like don't that. Don't do that. Exactly that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> they will cut your head off. And uh, Geralt tries to give Aethne uh, the message, but she really does not care about it at all. No. She talks about how she doesn't care about anything outside Brokolon, but then she immediately turns around and gives a quick rundown of the political situation outside Brokolon. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So I think she's mostly talk. Yeah, there, there's a whole thing about like, you know, hey, you know, don't, uh, I'm trying to think, oh, don't take Siri because like it'll cause all this like political turmoil. And she's like, dude, dude, you're a witcher. That's like literally exactly what you do, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true because that's, that's what witchers do. I, at this point I had to pause and think like, is everyone kidnapping and brainwashing children around here? Is this like, just like a standard strategy for various groups? Like, is this where elves come from? Do they kidnap and brainwash children, too? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they did trim their ears. Yeah. Well, they, what the witches do seems slightly different, although now that I think about it, maybe not. What the dryads are doing is child soldiers, right? Uh-huh. They're taking kids uh-huh. that are too young, know any better, brainwashing them to be soldiers before they're, you know, old enough to be adults and Wait, sending them out to get more kids. What, are you sure you didn't just describe exactly what they do for witchers? Yeah, but, like, they don't... The witchers aren't like child soldiers. They're taken as children and then made into uh-huh. witchers, and then they grow up and become people with their own opinions and stuff. Sort of. So they're, they, they're, they're, they're not, like, Geralt doesn't actually seem brainwashed, you know? Well, he was aware of everything that happened, and the dryads lose their, their minds. They lose all sense of who they, knowledge of who they had been previously. That is yeah. true. And it was interesting. I did see a parallel, though, because the dryads are really, really impressed that Ciri was able to get as far into Brockolin as she did. She, like, had to pass through all these different things to get as far in, and it kind of made me think about, like, Gerald and the, the trial of grasses. You know, you have to undergo mm-hmm. this huge um, trial first. Yeah, I don't know what the survival rate is on the dryads, but I think Geralt makes a point of the fact that lots of kids die during the whole witcher making process. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Doesn't, neither of them seem particularly good. Mm-mm. But uh, the whole thing with Frexen as staying to be a stud kind of, I think, makes Geralt sad because, like, I can't be a stud. Because mm-hmm. he's sterile. You can't have babies. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's funny. Like, this is probably the only time where Geralt's sterility has not been, like, a big thumbs up for getting him it's fucked, true. right? Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, you can't make babies? Let's go, you know? Yeah. And here they're like, oh, you can't make babies? Sorry. Yeah, what's oh. even the point? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I think the queen also hints, like, you know, you could adopt somebody, and girls like, that, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. <laughs> that doesn't compute. <laughs> Why would I ever do that? He yeah. doesn't exactly have the lifestyle that helps, that works with that well. It's true. Yeah. So Geralt then treats some more with Aethne. Yeah, this this whole like I get what Geralt's saying about this this deal, right? This um, 
the inexorable progress of man, assimilate or die or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like the deal they're offering is pretty raw, right? It's a terrible deal. They, yeah. they, they're offering them like they're, they want to put them on a reservation. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like, like, give us all your trees thinking. and we'll let you live. It's like, yeah. no, no, yeah. fuck you, no. Yeah, no. And at, at this point in time, the dryads don't seem to be really losing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like they, they don't have to capitulate. Right. You saw, you saw all those dead people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's a big old hell no from Aethne. Yeah. And right. Geralt actually throws in, the, throws in some of his own arguments, because he believes that progress is inevitable, right? If not yeah. now, then in the future. Uh, and she totally disagrees. Yeah. I mean, he's probably right, right? Like, technology is eventually going to be a problem. I mean, they, they have wizards that can make fireballs, right? Yeah. Like walls of fire or whatever. Yeah, the dryads have magic too, though, right? I mean, maybe the trees have magic. Maybe they've got something. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I don't, I don't think it's a sure thing, but it, in the standard course of events in history, it, it is. Right? Yeah. It's inevitable. Eventually, they get metal shields, and those arrows don't do much, right? Yeah, and also, the dryads aren't reproducing. Like, they, they're, like their numbers are just dwindling, and the humans' numbers, are, as we all know, they, they spread like mice. That is true, as the elves observed. But uh, even Geralt's impassioned plea is not enough. Yep. Um, and basically wants to go down fighting. Mm -hmm. uh, Geralt also asks her to let Ciri go, and she says no. Yep, not going to do it. Because the Ciri's a likely lass. And she's uh, hale. They're used to getting, apparently people drop their sick kids off in the edges of Broccolon, so that's what they usually end up with. It's like, wow. <laughs> this world sucks. Maybe people do suck. And then they, she brings in the water of Broccolon. Mm-hmm. Which she makes Siri drink, and this is the water that brainwashes, I guess, literally, uh, the people, mm -hmm. the the girls that become dryads. It, it erases their memories. Yeah, this was this was interesting. Uh, I could, so I couldn't tell. Is it the water of Broccolon or not? I think it is, and yeah. I think I don't know if it's necessarily some magic brainwashing thing. I think it may be just like ayahuasca or something. It just makes you you trip out. But she, she makes Siri drink it against Geralt's wishes, and it does nothing to Siri. What's up with Brienne, though? She doesn't drink it, but while she's holding it, she's starting to remember who she was. I think this this whole situation is giving her memories of when she had her brain erased. Oh, yeah. okay. And I think that and it's an imperfect her, process is the idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can be reminded okay. of who you used to be, and she remembers her old name, which was Mona. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian is a better name than Mona, in my opinion. Yeah, probably. Upgrade. And... Brian the Dryad. That's a nice ring to it, right? Yeah. Mona the Dryad. No, it sucks. Mona. Uh, and Geralt says, oh, this is a trick. You know, the, this, why, you, you clearly, you've lied to me and you're going to let Siri go and you decided this is the way to tell me. And Anthony says, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why don't you drink some of that stuff? And he <laughs> Fine, says, I will. Fine, I will. <laughs> <laughs> the water broke a lot. This is mine. <laughs> yeah, because... You're not. He's like, I'm a witcher. I'm, I'll be fine. He is not fine. <laughs> not at all fine. Not even a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Shit turns upside down. <laughs> he trips completely out. Yeah. And uh, he, he sees he sees all sorts of crazy stuff. Some from his future. Some from the past. He sees Yennefer. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. I hate Yennefer. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, he basically uh, passes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Anthony mentions that the that Siri it didn't work on Siri because she's a child of the elder blood in mm -hmm. all caps. Yes, uh, which, which we don't really know what that means. We do, yeah. not. but uh, I, I think we'll find out more about that later. Yeah, yeah. So then Geralt and Siri wake up in the forest, <laughs> as with 
many girls' mornings. He, he has a hangover, doesn't remember where I got there. Yeah. He, he, like, he doesn't assume it was the drugs. He's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but he finally day. makes the yeah. connection because when he took the drugs, he remembered the whole child of surprise thing. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout this entire story, I couldn't figure out because Geralt plays things close to his chest. I couldn't figure out if he was just playing dumb or if he really didn't realize who this was because, I mean,. There's a lot of there's a lot of hints, right? There's a lot of hints. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe for Geralt, this whole child surprise thing isn't a, isn't a noteworthy event in his life, so he forgot. I don't know. I I kind I kind of read it like Geralt doesn't care about humans. Yeah. So he didn't put any thought into it. Yeah. But but it, like wasn't there a whole thing about him coming back a second time or something like that? There was a, there was there was yeah. He mentioned that that this is the third time their paths had crossed, and I yeah. don't know when the second one was because the first one, well, are we counting the first one when she had been pregnant for like a day? I think that's got to be the fir- that's got to be the first one. But I think at that point, if I remember correctly, he'd said something like, "I'll be back in six years to to check on the the kid." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that means that he must have come back at that time, seen her, and then left. Which I want, I know, right? <laughs> it was the mousy hair. <laughs> Fuck this. Well, you know, honestly, it's probably the fact that she wasn't a boy. Because oh, he's trying to make witchers, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a good So point. when he realized it was a girl child, he was like, I can't make this into a witcher, so beasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. That would be my guess, but that, that, that's, that's just a guess. So they're lost in the woods, and Siri uses her powers to lead them out, because she's got powers. Yeah, she has like magic direction senses. Yeah, that's really useful. Especially in a place like Brocklon, where if you walk the wrong direction, someone will shoot you. Yeah. And they get out of the forest, and Geralt leads them towards Brug. I think it's funny, because he gets out of the forest, and he's like, okay, now we're not going to follow your directions anymore. She's like, don't go that way. Yeah. There's a problem. Got, Geralt's like... I got a magic feeling. It's really bad that way. <laughs> he's like, nah, yeah, I think we're going that way. Yeah. And sure enough... Geralt. <laughs> Geralt. But he leads them towards Brug, away from Ciri's home. So he's, like, keeping her or something at this point? And unclear. Yeah. Uh, and they come immediately across a big old bloodbath, a fake dryad ambush. Yeah. And some super sketchy dudes say, standing around saying, oh, those dryads, they killed these innocent people. Yeah, and it's it's pretty clear. Geralt knows immediately this is not. Like, you can you can hear him, like, tallying up evidence. It's like, yeah. the yeah. arrows don't match, you know, all this stuff. And But he's keeping his mouth shut because, you know... He'd Geralt like doesn't want to get in a fight, right? Yeah. But Siri, like many of Geralt's companions, can't keep her fucking mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> but that's bullshit. You guys killed them all. We can tell. They call them Yuri wives, which is interesting. Yeah, that's a. I guess that's. A, they, they mentioned that before. It's a, one of their their names for dryads. Which mm-hmm. I, I think it's honestly way better than dryad. That's a pretty cool name. Yeah. That's a cool name. So they, they realize that these guys staged the ambush to start, to, for political reasons, to basically start up an alliance of the neighboring kingdoms of Brokilon to go in there and kill them all. Right. Uh, but that doesn't work out super great because Siri outs her and Geralt as knowledgeable marks to these guys, and it's kill o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Go time. Yeah, it goes, it goes nuts. Uh, Geralt starts dueling that guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The the one guy. <laughs> I thought that guy was gonna be around for longer. Levesque. I know he <laughs> he seemed like a like a like a like a art not a nemesis actually but a recurring like bad dude. Yeah, but... I liked how Geralt immediately sized him up and it's like okay, this guy's the brains. Like this this guy's a killer. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta watch out for him. And he's got a name, you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But no, he does not. He does not last very long. No, he gets in a duel with Geralt, and it doesn't work very well. Yeah, Geralt is pretty good at these one-on-one duels. This might be the only thing that Geralt is good at. (laughs) Because immediately after the duel, when he's surrounded by archers, he's like, fuck, 
<laughs> yeah. And then he is rescued. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, Siri immediately runs up a tree. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, there she, you go. So that's what she learned. She remembered the story. Yeah. And uh, b- before he is massacred by those uh, archers, the, dry- the archers themselves are massacred by the dryads and Mousesack. Randomly. Yeah, this that. guy. I remember this guy. Remember that guy? Dude. He came here for Siri. Yep, he's there to take Siri. Get some illusions and stuff, and uh, uh, no more of these sketchy dudes. Yep. And then the dryads, including Brian, say farewell and head back into the Brookalon. Yeah. And uh, Mousehack says something about, hey, Geralt, you know, this kid's your destiny. You want to come with me? And Geralt's like, nah. Not important. Yep. Uh, I I liked how Geralt's like, Siri, why'd you run up that tree? And she's like, because of the story. You told told me the the whole story about running up the tree (laughs) at the first sight of danger. I said, I don't know why why you take that away from there. (laughs) It had no moral. (laughs) So, yeah, Malsak tries to talk Geralt into taking Siri because she's a destiny, and he says no uh, because, because. I'm so badass, and I'm a loner, and everybody around me dies, and all I, all I bring with me is darkness. And the, the second, the, the metaphor of the Sword of Destiny having two blades, and one of them is me and one of them is Siri. Actually, the, to me, the metaphor means that one of them is me and the other one is dead. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, cool. sure. Yeah. Sure, Carol, thanks, sure. Thanks, Carol. Good thanks luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then I assume Geralt never saw Siri again, right? Yeah, I think that's the end of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> probably not important. Yeah, probably not important at all. And he rides off as Siri calls him back. Yeah. Geralt, Geralt. Geralt, don't leave. Yeah. You're my destiny. <laughs> I want to find you. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> sounded just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, I think, was the best story. So yeah, it was great. I, I, I enjoyed this one a lot. It was a real um, page turn. Yeah, yeah, this is another one that is captured really... It, it, it's, it's in the, the, the series, the, the TV series, and captured in an interesting way. Very different, but uh, a lot of fun, too. Those but, dryads are creepy as fuck. Yeah. The dryads, I loved it. They were so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Brocolon, cool place. Like, the, the idea of this, like, ancient forest with, like, even the, even the dryads feel like a little... aren't necessarily safe there you know but yeah like it's dangerous even to them because it's just a wild place and they i liked how some of the dryads are born dryads and some of them are the the girls that came and were made into dryads mm-hmm. i guess that is kind of like the witcher thing yeah so they're not like really human anymore they're actually dryads but it's it's very unclear what that actually entails it's just very creepy and cool mm-hmm. and i liked yeah the theme the the overall witcher theme of progress overtaking the magic in the world mm-hmm. and it was neat yeah i agree I, I i had a lot of fun with this and as as you've probably guessed this one is clearly one that's leading into kind of like the broader story arc which i think uh, I, i'm very excited to get there because i think there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in that um and no yennefer yeah, that's right he there's just no thinks yennefer. about her friends. yeah yeah you know uh great news yennefer's not in the main series at all uh-huh i would love that if that were true that's not true yeah. oh, boo. <laughs> no I, I i suspect she'll get better we'll, we'll see how it goes yeah we'll see she's got a lot of room to grow <laughs> that's right and isn't that important for a good character just think about 90 from when we uh started the, the wheel time series it's <laughs> true so that's it for this episode. Next time we're going to talk about something more, the last story in Sword of Destiny. I am Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe and Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share this with anybody you think might like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. 
please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time, that's, that's the Wituation. Wituation.